0: Hello, everyone.
1: Hello.
0: hello. Hello. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Don't Be a Stranger. Stranger. <laughs> it's another guest episode today, and we have with us a very special guest. Yay! We're so happy to have her here. Yes. Hello, welcome. Hi. Yay! Hello, hello.
1: Hi, hi. <laughs>
2: All right, yeah, we're very excited to have Day here today because today we're going to be talking about emotions and how to communicate them. And it's very fun because all of us are like, all of us here in this podcast are super emotional creatures. So I think water
0: signs.
2: Yes. Oh, Jay yeah, is a water sign.
0: Yeah, I must love you. What about you? We're both Pisces. Yeah. Ooh.
2: Yes. So, like, yes. Yeah. Perfect. So I think uh, probably Jay will have like a ton of tips to share about <laughs> how yeah, to communicate effectively. Yeah, but it's a struggle that we all face. So it's gonna be kind of exciting, I think. Yeah, exciting stuff. Yeah.
0: Shall we dive right in? We should. We should. Sure. Okay. Right. Yeah, you can tell us a bit about your experiences with like needing to communicate emotions. Let's say like. Any like struggles that you face or you think like in general people face with like communication and like miscommunication of emotions?
1: Oh okay, yeah. So um I think I have a few scenarios off the top of my mind that I can think of right now. Mm. Um I think like one, okay, the first example I have is something that happened quite recently with my current partner. Mm. So oh no, I'm spilling all the tea. Okay, we're here for it. My partner, okay, yeah. So recently, when I went to my current partner with a problem, right, I realized that he had a tendency to go into a fixing mood, and I've come to realize that this scenario is actually quite common in relationships. Um, and I think, in my opinion, most guys approach issues and problems by trying to fix and solve when they hear like a situation at hand but I think like most like females right we simply just want to talk about what is wrong mm-hmm. and we are capable of getting um an idea of how we how to get ourselves out of the situation mm-hmm. um and how to work towards our own resolution but we just want to be heard so I guess like this struggle comes from my partner not Um, my partner trying to give me solutions on how to fix the issues I was having, but it made me feel like he was undermining um, Mm. whatever problems I had. Yeah, so do both of you relate to this? Mm, Oh yeah, for sure, man.
0: (laughs) Wait, also, sorry, I just need to cut in very randomly, but I'm having this moment of deja vu. Like, I don't know why, but I just kind of feel like I've had this conversation before in this situation where we're on a Skype call and we ask the same question and you're giving the same answer. Wait, sorry, I'm having a moment. Ah! (laughs) <laughs> okay, very weird. <laughs> you, Oliver or you go
1: Because honestly, it's not just in my current relationship. I think like um previous relationships or like, or like, I guess general, like generally like guy friends, they have the tendency to like cut in and try to give you solutions on how to like solve ABC and like think very like logically, I guess. But with emotions or maybe like my emotions, they tend to be quite messy mm-hmm. and illogical sometimes. And I just really need to let it out. Right, yeah. right, right.
0: So let's say you come to them with a problem, right? And like, you tell them like, oh, I'm struggling with this or whatever, whatever. And then what would be their initial response or reaction? So like, would it immediately be like, oh yeah, like you should do this? Or like, would that be what they say when they offer a solution?
1: Mm, I think they would say in a more like gentle way. Like they'll they'll maybe like listen to me halfway and then probably like cut me off somewhere in the middle and be like, oh, you know, this is not such um a major issue right you can easily fix this by doing this a b c d like you don't need to feel so over- you don't need to feel so overwhelmed by this um it's something that can be easily solved it's not something that um doesn't have a solution i don't understand why you're so worried or like why you're so on the edge uh-huh. and then like i guess that kind of just undermines whatever i'm feeling and then i feel even worse about coming to you with my problem because I feel like you don't understand where I'm coming from mm.
0: yeah, for
2: sure. yeah actually I I faced that a lot even in my own relationship and literally teaching my friend <laughs> he, he was does. a friend like he's, he's a guy friend and I was like and he he went through some stuff with this girl he was dating and I was like uh dude what what happened right and he, he said that, you know, the girl faced, like, some problems at work and he was, like, super exas- exasperated because every time he's giving her advice, she's like, oh, you're not listening. That I was like, oh, dude, don't take okay. That think... <laughs> was like, yeah, you're not listening because he's <laughs> telling her, like, she's wrong and she needs to fix things. And that makes her feel, like, super horrible about herself when she's, like, coming to you with all her emotions that need to be, like, handled carefully. But, like, I mean, other than, I guess, this... Um, like dissonance between like uh you them you wanting them to listen to your emotions and them wanting to provide solutions have there been any other instances of like struggles that you have faced um I guess in terms of like emotional like communication breakdowns or is that really the main problem that you kind of see uh coming through in either your relationships or friendships mm,
1: I think yes that's I guess like one of the biggest challenges I've been mm-hmm. Another one would probably be when emotions are like an all time high, when you yeah. have disagreement, right. right? And yeah. then I guess it comes in in a form of conflict resolution, whereby me and my partner, we have like different styles or ways on how we want to um, resolve the conflict. Mm. So, um, personally, I think that I'm somebody that would need a little bit of downtime to just think and just ruminate on a problem. Or like the fight that we are having mm-hmm. before saying something, and I think I tend I tend to like retreat myself back into this space where I just stop talking to him entirely.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. So I
1: guess like um from his point of view, it can come across as me um withdrawing myself right. or trying or tr- throwing in a towel, but being unwilling to fix the situation at hand. Um, whereas like my partner on the other hand, he's more of like let's fix this now, let's talk about it right now. I want to like, I'll solve this as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess um, it comes to a point where he will be very bothered. Like, why are you not saying anything? Why are you not trying to fix this? Are you trying to give up on on the fight? Are you walking away now? Whereas for me, it it's more like why do you keep pushing for me to say something right now I just need my own space to think about it before I say something that I regret yeah Mm -hmm. I'm not sure whether that is something guys face like in terms of like conflict resolution both of you have like different styles
0: uh I think yeah probably the biggest difference in styles of conflict resolution is like I'm someone who also needs to take time to process everything like uh, I think immediately when I sense an emotional reaction within me, I my my instinct is to first like move away from the situation and like isolate my emotion and think about it first. So like um I definitely need some time to like go like you know behind the scenes and do a lot of like journaling and like thinking and reflection. <laughs> is this something that you know is a me thing or is it a damn thing or is it an us thing, you know, and I like, try to figure it out first? But I think my partner is someone who's more like a Let's go, you know, like, you have an issue. We talk about it and we try and solve it and work on it, like, right now. Like, I don't think there's someone who likes to, like, think, like, too much or, like, reflect too much about it to the point where it feels almost, like, inaction. So, doesn't like the whole, like, stalemate and the whole, like, yeah, like, weird limbo, I guess. Like, even though that time is productive, time to me to think about it, I guess. But for them, it's more like a let's just thrash it out and, like, solve it. So, yeah, I think that is probably quite a common issue i think i've heard this a lot of like times like between different couples as well so just like the different modes of conflict resolution like other than like what you mentioned right the whole like understanding uh and communicating the conflict in the first place versus like after it's communicated how do you resolve it right so i think those two are like the before and the after are like the biggest communication hurdles that i've also heard about so yeah tough titties <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: it's take it. funny because, like, I think for me, I'm the kind that wants to resolve it also. So, like, both me and my oh partner my gosh, to resolve it. it like super fast, like ASAP. Because it's damn weird. Like, whenever I try to do the oh let me step back and reflect thing, like I will just keep thinking about it, and I hate it. I like I hate not being able to like put down this like barrel of like bad thoughts and and I just keep re- re- revisiting it. So, like, I think yeah, for so. me, the main difference I would say is that. Well, my partner likes to, like, thrash things out, like, face-to-face, either on, like, video call or in real life. I'm the kind of person that likes to thrash things out via, like, messaging, like, text messaging. So he's like, oh, my God. Like, he doesn't want to, like, text, like, so much. But then for me, because, like, I tend to be, like, super toxic or, like, harsh with, like, my words when I'm damn angry. So I need the Telegram messages as a, like, way to to curate my words. If not, they will come off as, like, super harsh to my partner. So I guess yeah, it's like just very different, I guess, in nature. It's just impatience to want to resolve and then like having different modes of literal communication. Like the medium is just so different for the two of
0: us. Mm. Yeah. So Sia, for you and your partner then, like what medium of communication do we, do you guys prefer to use when you like talk about communicating and resolving the conflict?
1: Mm, I think for both of us it works best when we are um meeting face to face. Like um, I'm somebody that is very sensitive to like the tone or like your body language. So like what you mentioned, right? She likes to use text messages to to like I guess resolve conflict with her partner. But Mm. that mood of communication just does not work for my partner and I because I think (laughs) right because like in a heated like disagreement, um, and you're texting over text, Mm. Telegram, you can't really sense. It comes out
0: yeah. wrong sometimes, right? It comes
1: off wrong. And I I think like um I think I tend to conjure up like his tone or like try to I, I sort of imagine the way that he's speaking to me, like he's speaking the exact text messages to me. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah. And yeah, I think yeah. that he's angry. I will assume that he is sort of like screaming those lines or like shouting those lines, oh, like guilty. saying it in a sarcastic way, mm-hmm. and that affects me even more. So I guess in that sense, I live in my head a little bit. So it's better for us to just speak about it in real life. So I think what works better is that if we are apart, then we will video call. Yeah.
2: Well, then like, I guess during the talk itself, mm. if it's a heated argument or whatnot, like, I don't know, like what are practices, I guess, that you use to, like, the basically the topic of this podcast, right? How do you actually effectively communicate yeah. your emotions? Yeah, like, what exactly are some tips that you can share with our listeners?
1: Mm, I guess that is very different for different couples. And I think you just have to sort of find out what works for you and your partner. But um, for my relationship, my current relationship, what I found to have worked for both of us is that um, to prevent a conflict in the first place, for example, um, when I come to him with something that I need to get off my chest, he started having this practice of asking me, okay, so do you need me to listen or do you need me to give you solutions? And oh, then good. yeah, yeah, and then when he gives me the option, I can tell him which which option I need him to do for me. And then um, yeah, I guess the first step is to prevent the conflict. Mm. Yes. And then um the second step is if the conflict actually happens. Um, I would tell him that I need time off to think about it but that does not mean I am throwing in the towel, I just do not want to say something that will hurt him in the heat of the moment because Mm -hmm. I think like what Sin Lin said just now, I'm also somebody that um, would use my words very ruthlessly. When I <laughs> am angry or annoyed or frustrated. Uh, in the right. Yeah, so um, I guess I'll just put that disclaimer across and then I'll just ask him, is it okay if you give me like a few hours off to think about it and I'll get back to you by like a certain time? So I think setting a deadline to resolve mm. whatever conflict both of you have is very effective because um, it shows that you are committed in resolving the conflict and not just like leaving him
2: there hanging. Suffer, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in that's
2: your true. silence. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, I think that's basically about it. I don't think we have had conflicts so huge that we did not resolve it so far. Fingers crossed. <laughs> that's good, that's good. Cut, cut, cut.
2: Your tactics have been working, but like for these tactics, um, are they things that you said like super early on in your relationship or um, is it through like trial and error and then you guys like figure out what works for you or yeah like or do you listen to friends give you advice and then you implement these things you know mm.
1: okay so actually I think we had a, a number of fights actually because of um different expectations mm. um, and like I present a problem to him and when he presents a problem to me and I think after like three four fights you just sort of get hang of it <laughs> hang of it like you just realize that you guys have different expectations and then just one of those random fights that we were having um my partner suddenly gave me the option okay not really a fight just one of those random times where I was having like a mid-life crisis or should I say quarter-life crisis he started to ask me. this question so do you need me to listen or do you want solutions and in that moment I think I was quite taken aback because like it was a pleasant surprise and I was like why haven't I thought about this before this is great <laughs> So from then onwards, we have always asked each other to be on the same page first. Yeah, so that's step one.
0: Mm. Actually, I'm very curious. Is there like ever a time that you, let's say like um something happened and you felt something very intensely and very strongly. So was there ever a time where you like felt this emotion like rise up within you, but you just like couldn't label it or you couldn't understand like what you were feeling. And so therefore there was a, hindrance to communicate this very emotion or this very problem that you felt. Have you ever had a situation like that before?
1: Mm, I think so. Definitely so. Because I am somebody that is very emotional, I think. So Um, usually my instinct would be to cry or sort of like um, right, okay. break down or cry. Yeah, so like <laughs> that's to give the audience an overview of my emotional state. <laughs> When I am stressed, <laughs> I cry. When I'm angry, I start crying. When I'm frustrated, I start crying. When <laughs> I'm...
0: I, <laughs> of it.
1: Yeah, I know. And sometimes when I'm so happy, I laugh until <laughs> I cry. So essentially, it all ends with me crying. At times, I do not know which one it is. Or it might be a mixture of all. Okay. So I just sort of start crying. And then, <laughs> I guess when you see your partner cry, the natural instinct would... Be to ask them what's wrong. So I guess it starts from there. Mm.
0: Yeah. Mm. Like seeing a reaction from you and then they're like, oh, something must be going on, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Or
1: I'll probably go up to him and be like, hey babe, there's something bothering me. And then like I will talk about my problem halfway and start tearing. Oh
2: yeah. Uh, I feel uh, like you.
1: <laughs> <not> really? <laughs> that's, that's, that's I'm awful. not alone. Right. Oh shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, 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 like, no matter how big or, like, how small the problem is, like, as long as it bothers me, when I start talking about it, like, my <laughs> tears will start rolling down my cheeks. Then I'll literally be like, I'm not that affected. I'm really not that affected. Oh, but I all tears are coming out.
1: Oh my god, literally, oh my I <laughs> I do the same thing. I will, say some, I will say things like, I don't know why I'm so affected. I don't even care about it. But then tears are rolling down my cheeks. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. <laughs> Wait, this
0: reminds me of like, when I was younger with my parents, eh? like, you know, sometimes when they're like, it's coding, and then you're like, yeah, 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 and then like, you're like, talking, but then your tears are cooling your face. Oh my god, yeah, and you want to be strong, right? You want to show that (laughs) you're like, I don't care about this, but also like.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's like, what you're saying, and what you're feeling, actually, like, there's like a, yeah, there's like a a dissonance
2: yeah oh my god that's hilarious but like has your partner gone to a stage where he's able to kind of diagnose like what type of tears they are <laughs> <He> you
0: <usually laughs> to like spell it out you be like because of this thing like if it comes out to the right eye first it's like she's sad but if it's not then she's happy like if it's the left eye oh my like, god, it's both i don't even know why it is <laughs> it's um, both it's both happy and <laughs>
2: sad
1: at the same he, he he's able to sense my mood even if I'm not able to pinpoint it accurately at that point in time. And then maybe we'll talk about it and then we'll just sort of work through it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that really helps. And back to the point of how the three of us are all water signs, right? My yeah, partner yeah. is also a water sign. So... I emotions over That's
2: crazy life. though like do you guys amplify each other's emotions since you guys are both water signs? like let's say for example you're uh, like having a really really nice date you all feel like super in love and then like it's oh, just like outpouring gushing like romance and then if you guys are angry is it amplified
1: as well oh I think I think yes <laughs> oh wow I think so
0: fireworks <laughs> yeah That's in great I,
1: I think. guess sometimes it can be a, it can be an emotional roller coaster. Mm. But I think we have learned how to manage it. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So
2: wow, wow. That's crazy I, though. Yeah.
1: I guess another challenge or issue with that is that we are both very affected by each other's moods. So like uh, when he's upset, he has the ability to influence me and bring my mood down. Vice versa. Uh-huh. So that might not be super healthy, but we are trying to, you know, just um try to not affect each other yeah
2: and and how has that been going like (laughs) do you guys have like practices for that or is it just more of like a okay you (laughs) said i will stay happy for you
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think more more like you're sad but i'll try to make you happy and infect you with my happiness instead
2: (laughs) okay that's cute that's a very positive way to go about it actually support
0: support (laughs) Well, I not try to ask this question, but I feel like it's a very controversial question. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I feel like i ask asked in a very controversial manner. Okay, it's just more like the um the whole thing about um being with someone who complements your personality versus being with someone who is very much like you. Mm-hmm. Like, this relationship was one where, like, your partner was someone who's like, very much like you and you both feel each other, like, so deeply and, like, so, so intensely as well because they're both very emotional people. So, would you say, like, compared to your past relationship or your past dating experiences, that's different and whether that's something you prefer and you actually like think is a strength or like yeah what what are your different thoughts about these two dynamics?
1: Wow okay that's a really hard question to answer it's gonna be like down into many parts okay so (laughs) I think I'll start off by talking about a little bit about like my previous relationship so I think in the past I have mainly dated people who are very different from me Mm. in a sense that they are obviously not as emotional as I am. They're a lot more logical. Um, and I think I have found I've learned from those relationships that um they tend to not fully they are not fully able to understand the magnitude of my emotions or where I'm coming from. But honestly, Scorpio emotions. but honestly, I was super fine with that because mm. it's just been, I guess like, it can, you can see it as a double-edged sword, it can be a strength or a weakness, but I've just come to accept that that is just a part of myself that I have to learn to manage and I shouldn't be depending on my partner for that. And to counter my need for emotional stability or like security, I've always turned to my friends, I think for some for some right. reason. I guess because like my friends are able to um, spar with me or like, try to unpack my emotions with me, so, like, friends, like, like, you guys. Yay! Cheesy, that's real cheesy.
0: <laughs> I love it, I love it.
1: For a long time, that has just been normal for me, and then, um, with my current partner, it, everything just sort of, like, fell into place, and it, honestly, I would say, at this point, I think that it is a strength that we are both, that we are better together, because instead of, having to turn to my friends all the time, I can now turn to my partner who also understands sort of where I'm coming from. Yeah, so, um, but honestly, back to the question of, is it better to date somebody who, that you are very different from or that you are similar with? I would say it really depends because, I mean, there is no perfect person to date and it's always it's always about the partnership you have with this other person and what you make out of your partnership together. And it's not like like I I can wish for a partner to magically appear that can, um, I guess, match all of my flaws and my weaknesses. That just doesn't happen in real life, right? You can't just agree, somebody right. to compliment you perfectly. So it's really a matter of who you really meet in your lifetime or who you cross paths with and who you choose or who you choose to like um have a partnership together as cheesy as it sounds so yeah but ultimately i think that um it has definitely been a very positive experience to be able to date somebody that is sort of similar to myself but honestly sometimes it can seem like maybe we are not growing as much because we are growing in the same direction, right? Like um because yeah. we're so similar. But I guess that is when having more friends help because they help broaden your perspectives also. And I guess we don't have friends that are exactly like ourselves. So I think that is something that is beneficial for the relationship. Yeah.
0: Right.
2: It's so interesting like talking about growing in the same direction, like what does that really look like in, in the context of your relationship with your partner?
1: Mm, okay, I think for starters, my partner and okay. I have a lot of things in common. So mm-hmm. down to like our degree, down to like our hobbies, I guess, because we basically met um doing something. Okay, so <laughs> wait, doing something. Say. That is also dodge, girl. Special <laughs>
0: Oh, so shit. Just kidding.
2: Okay. I'm just adding fuel to the fire because that's my job. i Doing something.
0: <laughs> so. <Cut> out.
1: <laughs> okay. We, are, we met at the gym, so I guess that show like, it shows that we have a similar Your Body! Experience. Oh,
0: what? Sorry.
1: Oh, wait, what? <laughs> yeah! The real <laughs> shit we're here for. Wow. <laughs>
0: Electric gaze. Oh, yes. No. <laughs> okay
1: sorry 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 no um so yeah like i'll say we both have the same um we both study the same course in university and we both have an interest in fitness because we met at the gym and then i guess it boils down to personality i think we are both um very emotional beings and we are both sort of introverts but we are able to socialize Mm -hmm. so in that sense i guess we are The starting point for both of us already is that we are already quite similar. So I guess when two people, they are very similar together, they come together in a partnership, I guess it's sort of like you and your best friend. Because I guess people who are alike tend to find each other, right? Like they have a saying, birds of the same feathers flock together. So I guess it's like being in a relationship with your best friend, sort of.
0: Oh, that's so nice! So make energy strong.
1: Yeah. So um, how does it look like? Honestly, I think it looks like a partnership with your best friend. Oh I don't know how else to put it into words. It's so but nice too. Yeah, watch. yeah, it's but so sweet. Yeah. Okay, but then again, they say opposites attract, and I've been on the other end of the spectrum too. So honestly, both works. <laughs> I love how I am Like, honestly, both works. Like, no one's response. Yes. I said. <laughs> but I think
2: agree, la. I also think a lot of it is to deal with, like, emotional maturity. Like, it could be a dude that, like, doesn't feel much. But then if you have been through enough relationships to understand that uh, girls can be, like, super sensitive, then if you have the emotional maturity, like, you can probably navigate that as well. Yeah, yeah. and if you're, like, super emotional, then... If you're mature enough, then you would be able to regulate your emotions, right? So probably depends on, like, where you are on that spectrum and, like, what you have learned to do, how how you have learned to, like, manage that and deal with that before you guys can come to, like, a good
0: partnership.
2: So I agree that both work. (laughs) the
0: very (laughs) hallmark of emotional maturity is basically effective communication, right? To be able to communicate, even though you're both very different or, like, very alike, there's still that need to, like, make that clear and express to each other.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I guess at the end of the day, it's really who you choose to be with. Mm. So it's always about that choice. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's true. Wow, that's super interesting, though. Like, I'm very curious, right? In a relationship where both parties are like super emotional, do you still feel like you need to teach your partner? Huh, this is quite a fun question. Do you still feel like you need to teach your partner about your emotions still? Yeah, I mean, if he's in tune and he can empathize a lot, like how does that look like in a relationship where both are like super emotional? Because I'm in a relationship where Mm. it's opposite,
0: yeah. Right, I also want to jump in and be like, yeah, so actually, how much is the onus on the person who actually experiences the negative emotion and senses the problem first? Or how much is the onus on the other party to like be responsible for noticing those cues and be more sensitive and in tune with their partner and also I guess self-aware of their own like behavioral tendencies so like of both parties like who plays the most significant role and is it equal responsibility or is it like you know there's at least some of the responsibility definitely falls on the other party like how does it work yeah in your specific situation where you're both very emotional people
1: okay so I think I'll answer Sini's question first so um I guess with Every relationship, it always it's always important to learn about the other party because you can't expect somebody else to be hundred percent like you. Yes, we may be very similar, but we are not hundred percent alike. Okay. So um I think yes. So basically to answer Celine, yes, we do have to teach each other about like our own emotional states. Right. And I think over time we do we do learn and pick up along the way as well. Um yeah, so that's essentially it and um to answer Ashley's question which is um, whether the responsibility falls on just me or just my partner or like if we share equal responsibility I would honestly say that we take equal responsibility and sometimes we do play different roles so for example if I'm feeling like extremely shitty mm-hmm. and I am not in the mood to tell him that I'm feeling shitty he is quite Intuitive in a sense that he's able to pick up that I don't feel my best at the moment and he would just sort of give me space if I look like I need that space. Right. And yeah, and sometimes if I'm not feeling that shitty but still shitty, I'm able to communicate that I am feeling mm-hmm. um not at my best. And then like he'll just listen, I guess. Yeah, and I think that works both ways. It really depends on like the magnitude of whatever we are feeling, honestly. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah
0: are both of you, like, very clear with your bodily cues? Let's say, is it, like, very obvious that, like, either of you are not feeling your best, and, like, or are you all better at hiding it, slash, like, it's harder to tell? Mm,
1: okay, I think, honestly, I think if you... Mm, how do I put this across in a nice way? <laughs> I think, like, okay, for example, like, um you have a group of very close friends. Okay, so for example, Sinin is feeling like not her best. Yes. And then you are Sinin's super good friend. You can yes. sort of feel that she's not her usual self, even though she's trying to hide it. Do you get where I'm coming from? Okay. Yeah, so yeah. I guess like in a sense, if you are super close or like to a person or like you spent enough time with a person of or, or you've taken like enough, how do I put this across? Um enough time to understand Mm. a person you will just be able to sense it and pick it up I guess it's sort of like intuition so I guess over time we just sort of were able to sense that sense each other's emotional state oh my god this is sounding so creepy (laughs) 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 yeah
2: was no, saying that it does make a lot of sense, honestly. Like, um, my partner likes to call it like his um dictionary of actions or moods or oh my God. <laughs> like he's able to like specifically describe like how i'm feeling like randomly oh like Christ. very obvious cues like if i'm like picking my nails and like shaking a lot in like the video recording he's like oh something's going wrong. wait seriously <laughs> oh yeah, for real <laughs> then he'll be oh. Like, and then he will literally recite it he'll be like okay is so picking her nails and she's shaking a lot and that means that she's feeling very nervous or anxious about this thing and then, and then i'll be like shut up
0: <laughs> oh my oh, god,
2: I'm so astounded, that's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. but because he has told me his recipe, I now uh, lay back on the obvious cues. <laughs> <laughs> like
0: suddenly
2: cover oh, your hair and pick under the table. <laughs> yes, yeah, try trying to be more subtle these, times. these days, sorry. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's very fair though, yeah, the panel will will get to know over time. Yeah, but like, I mean, okay, like, and this is kind of like going to be the last question or second last question, depending, but like, um, was very curious as to like, uh, so we talked a bit about like, how you guys feel the responsibility falls equally, right? Because both of you are quite emotionally attuned, but then compared to, you know, your previous relationships where it was like the opposite, like, was that responsibility uh, kind of shared differently? Uh, or would you say it was also the same, just in a different way? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm. I think the responsibility was shared a little bit more differently because Mm -hmm. um like I mentioned we are both really different so he's not as emotional as I am so I think he was more logical and therefore he was not able to fully understand why I was feeling a certain way Mm -hmm. yeah so um I guess for example just an example if I did badly at a test like for him it will it will, it might seem like, oh, it's like no big deal. You just have to do um you just have to do all your corrections. You just need to do the past year paper, and you just need to mark your past year paper, do your corrections again and revise everything one more time before your next test and then you will do well. Like that is what he sees. But for me, my my instantaneous reaction is, oh, I didn't do well for this test, I am sad. But I guess he just does not see it that way. Right. So in that aspect, I have to be a lot more Upfront about what I'm feeling because I cannot expect him to just get that without any guidance. Yeah. That's super interesting. Do
0: you find it hard though to be like upfront with your emotions and always having to communicate it like all the time? Because it couldn't be intuitively felt by your other by your partner then.
1: Mm, Yeah, I guess it was a lot more challenging. I guess also because I was a lot younger therefore right. also a lot more immature or like less experienced in communicating effectively with my partner then so I think back then it definitely felt like it was a hassle or like it was very troublesome to always have to like spell it out for him because it felt mm-hmm. like I was just not being heard or like the previous instances or the previous fights did nothing to counter this roadblock that we were facing yeah Mm. but I think it all boils down to your maturity as well I think when you um when you grow a bit older and you have a lot more experiences in how to communicate with different people Mm. you sort of know and sort of learn what what helps or what doesn't help like it does not help to be passive aggressive for example but Mm. um, a mistake that I am very a shame to have made in my very I'm sure we all have at some point yeah.
0: speech. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Actually, yeah, you're right though. I guess you just pick up those tools as you go, right? As you like, experience different like forms of communicating along the way. So I guess this is a very good time to tie things up. Some final words of advice from TAE. Quick tips to prevent miscommunication. Go.
1: Wow, okay. So um <laughs> Say them as they come. So I guess the first tip that I have for all the listeners out there is that listening to your partner is very important. I think most of, okay not most, many times um, you tend to want to inject your thoughts or like into, into a conversation because like if your partner is coming to you with a problem you find the need to be very reactive and just show them that you're listening and what better way to show them that you're listening by giving them advice or like reacting to whatever they're saying but I think the the tip that I have for you is to let them finish first and just listen and then at the end of it when they are done ask them what they need yeah Mm -hmm. I think I think that will be helpful because instead of jumping straight in and assuming what they need you find out what exactly it is that they need first yeah so that's my first tip and I guess Um, another tip that ties in with that is maybe setting rules and I think this would um, probably help after you guys have a few fights and sort of find out what works and what does not work or like the triggers for your fight and after you find out the triggers you maybe can for example set some rules for example like the example that I mentioned if you find out that you always fight over differing um, conflict resolution styles maybe you could Set some rules on that and set some boundaries for um future conversations in that scope in the f- for the future. Mm-hmm. And I think another tip I have for you is that if your partner is doing something that you do not like, for example, if you tell your partner you are stressed and then they just act very nonchalant and be like, okay, yeah, I know, and then move on with his life. Yeah, so <laughs> just kidding. If they are doing something that um is not. It's not helpful for the relationship. You have to let him know. You cannot just mm. keep it within you and expect them and expect things to get better because they won't unless you tell your partner about it. And I think in the past, Ashley said something that really resonated with me. Yes. <laughs> what did I say, oh dear? <laughs> she said something along the lines of um, if I don't tell my partner what they are doing is ticking me off, then I have no right to be angry at them if they do in the future something along those lines advice.
0: it's quite interesting because Singli also told me the same advice but in a different way I think I'm, I'm not sure what the timeline is like but something about I'm not sure you said like oh yeah like if you don't first communicate about a problem it is not a problem
1: oh yeah yeah that is a great way to phrase it so yeah I guess I'll end with that tip very nice oh my gosh
0: yes powerful ending yay thank you so much for coming onto our podcast yay
2: we definitely appreciated your time and spilling, spilling out all your vulnerabilities. Yeah, <laughs> and thank you, thank you. you. We, we love personal communication. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But thank you for joining us on our latest episode of Don't Be a Stranger and we hope to see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye.